It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks radio network. Here's Kevin Wells. And just like that, it is over. The preseason's over. The dress rehearsal is over. It's time for a new era of Chicago Blackhawks hockey, and it starts in just a couple of days. The preseason did not end on a high note like many would have liked, but you did get some nice contributions this evening from guys who are fringe players. We're going to talk to Troy Murray in just a moment here about some of those guys. We saw Joey Anderson light the lamp. You saw Mackenzie Entwistle get a really nice goal in there. But just not enough to finish the preseason with a win. It's a 5-3 St. Louis win. St. Louis played eight preseason games. Blackhawks finished with six. They finished with a record of 2-2-2. Two, two, and two. And let's go back out to St. Louis here for a couple of moments. I know Troy has to catch the team playing here. But I do want to chat a little bit with you, Troy. Preseason's over. You put it away. It was an ugly loss tonight. You had a lot of mistakes early on in the game. A lot of power plays. You were on the penalty kill quite a bit. But it's preseason. You didn't have your top two defensemen in there, so it's really not a knock on your goaltender a whole lot tonight, even with those five goals that went through. What are your main takeaways tonight? I, I like the fact that they, they competed till the end. You know, did they have the high-end talent that you're looking for to get themselves back in? The offense was struggling a little bit to find, you know, some great opportunities, but they competed hard. They worked hard. I thought Gutman was you know, very noticeable again. He's been that way each and every time he's played. He was the most proficient in the face-off circle, and that's something that the Blackhawks, they, they certainly have to look at because I think during the regular season, especially early on, that Bedard and, and Lucas Reichel, maybe your one-two centers, uh, are going to struggle in the face-off circle against more veteran players that understand what uh, it takes to, to win draws in the NHL. But you know, that is a learning curve, and Luke Richardson, when he was talking to Joe, talked about that, that they'll work along with Yannick Pro and and make sure that they get all the help that they can get to make sure that they improve, you know, each and every time that they're out there. But there was, a, you know, I thought uh, Antwistle showed the fact that he can he can fly out there. He's got two goals in the preseason. And, um, you know, I thought Lucas Reichel, again, quietly did a nice job there. He won eight of his 12 draws in this game. And uh, um, so, that, you know, some good things, um, Kevin, that, that, that happened here. And, I think for some of the players that had an opportunity there, they worked hard. Maybe they don't have the talent for the NHL level, uh, but they're going to work at it, and there could be a role for them uh, moving forward. So all in all, not a bad preseason. I probably uh, would say that if you went into it and said, okay, what are your expectations, probably would be right around where they are. And for the most part, too, you get out without... You know, you had a couple injuries in there, but for the most part, you get out healthy. That's A number one, the most important I want to talk a little bit about Cole Gutman because I think it's easy to get buried in the news cycle when you have guys like Lucas Reichel and Connor Bedard. Cole Gutman, and you mentioned him a lot on the broadcast tonight, is he really standing out to you and is he standing out in that locker room? Yeah, I I think he is because... You know he gets assignments out there and they they throw some responsibilities on him and and he does an excellent job. Now, excuse me. um, So when... When you look at Gutman, and I, I called, uh, talked about him as being a low-maintenance player, you have to explain something to him once. He gets the drills right away in practice. Um, he's a mature player uh, coming out of college. I think there's a little bit of more maturity coming out of college than there is juniors, and it, obviously you can play until you're a little bit older um, in, in college. But I thought that last year for him, 
when the Blackhawks signed him and sending him to Rockford after a really good camp, they expected him to be a leader down there, and he was. Then he showed that maturity down there, and when he got his opportunity, he knows what he needs to do. He's not a big guy, but he competes hard, and I like his competitiveness. He's he's got some offensive skill. There's no question about that. He's been a nice fit with some of the players. Uh, uh, Tyler Johnson talks about how much he enjoyed playing with them last year and this year in training camp. So I, 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 it'll be interesting to see what they do. The Blackhawks, the one thing that concerns me a little bit is they don't have a lot of size down the middle. Uh, Connor Bedard is 5'10", Lucas Reichel is 6 feet, but still only about a, 180 pounds. Um, and Cole Gutman is not a big guy. The only guy that you have some size down the middle is Dickinson. So, um, you know, they're going to have to keep an eye on that to see how they match up against some of the bigger centers in the NHL. You know, how do you, who do you match up against Sidney Crosby? Who's the shutdown guy like Jonathan Taves was head-to-head for so many years? So they've got some tough decisions to make, but I think some of the guys that are auditioning for some, some spots here acquitted themselves well, and, and some guys not so much. And for those players that uh, might not be here, to start the regular season, whether they get put on waivers, whether they get sent to the minors, um, it'll be some disappointment. But I think everybody mm-hmm. had, with the six uh, uh, preseason games, everybody had that opportunity to make an impression. And if you didn't do it, then you know, look in the mirror and, and work hard whenever, you're, whenever you get the next opportunity. That's Troy Murray. I'm Kevin Wells. A 5-3 loss in St. Louis to end the preseason for the Chicago Blackhawks. This is the Blackhawks postgame show here on the Blackhawks radio network. Yeah, I I think when we walked into this game, there was probably two forward spots available that guys were fighting for. And tonight, also, you look at Nikita Zaitsev. Not his best game tonight. Finished with a minus two. Could that create another storyline? You know, could is he in jeopardy? Or is there another guy that you looked at tonight that said, hey, he may be one one of those defensive pairing spots tonight? There's no question that he, uh, his spot is in jeopardy. And, and, you know, even last year at the tail end, he, he wasn't in the mix. He was the seventh defenseman. He's a veteran guy. He has presence out there, but he did not have a, a great game here tonight. And that's just calling it like it is. And, and that's got to be a little bit frustrating for him not to, um, you know, perform better and, and push for a spot and I think that when you look at down the right side for the the Blackhawks on defense uh, you've got Seth Jones you've got Connor Murphy those guys are locked in you look at Wyatt Kaiser able to play the offside the left side's a lot more crowded than the right side Zaitsev is a right-handed defenseman but is he a better option than Wyatt Kaiser in that situation in your top six an older veteran player that doesn't have a lot of upside you know to what he has left in his career compared to a young guy this is a year that at least with the expectations of, um, of of where they're at, and they're not high expectations, but they they you know they are where they are. They want to break in some of these younger players. They want to give Lucas Reichel that opportunity. Connor Bedard is certainly going to get that. Alex Velasic is going to get an opportunity. I think he starts in your top six, and then for a guy like Zaitsev, it's going to be tough to push for that because the way that the team wants to be in two or three years, Zaitsev is certainly not going to fit into those plans. So where do we go from here? Is a younger player a better option than an older player that has way more upside? So, you know, you got to make these decisions, but I didn't think that uh, Zaitsev um, helped his cause in this game tonight. Could be a tough conversation looming there. Well, Luke, uh, Luke Richardson's definitely going to have to have a few of those coming up here. Again, Blackhawks have to trim that roster by a few more spots before Tuesday's opener. Again, Troy Murray, nice enough to join us here for a few minutes here on the Blackhawks postgame show. We're going to hear 
from Cole Gutman from a few days ago. Mackenzie Entwistle had an interview with us as well, just talking about the season and their hopes of making this roster. We're hoping to get a little bit more postgame sound as well this evening from the head coach and some of the players. Troy, going into the season, expectations across the national media are not high. Do you think this team... After what you've seen through six games, I know it's preseason. I know a lot of it. There's a lot of moving parts. Not everything is syndicated. Not everything is perfect. Is this team going to surprise people? That's a good question, um, Kevin. I guess realistically, when you look at it, this isn't a playoff team compared to some of the other teams that you're looking at. But where are the expectations this year? You know, last year they wanted to ice a team that worked hard and competed but they wanted to have cap flexibility they want to be in a position moving forward they got lucky in the summer to get Connor Bedard so this year is, is I, I think maybe this year especially you just look at this as a growing process for some of these younger players so I don't think the expectations are too high if you're not prepared to play in the NHL any team is, is good enough to beat you so um, with Connor Bedard being the big focus moving forward uh, it'll be interesting to see how he handles it. He's been able to do it at every level. But now, instead of playing against your peers, you're going to be playing up against a different age group. You're going to be playing up against the, the elite players in the world. So it's going to be it's going to be tough for him. And you got to remember, he's only 18 years of age. Just turned that in July. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, going back to the original question, what are the expectations? Can they surprise people? I think they can. I think Connor Bedard is going to have some games where you go, wow, this is this is unbelievable. Then there's going to be games where he's going to struggle. Which ones those are, we don't know. Um, but I don't think that at this point right now that they're a threat for a playoff spot when you look at some of the teams within the Central Division, within the Western Conference. But um, I, I think that this year is all about growing the, the the culture inside that room with this young core guys that are going to be here and play together for a lot of years. And I think that's kind of the emphasis to individually allow these players to grow and as a team allow this team to build the character and the culture of Luke Richardson what he wants. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join me later on in the postgame show. We're taking this thing up to 10.30 tonight. Blackhawks lose to the Blues 5-3, to and I can't tell you how jealous I am. You get to watch Connor Bedard and Sidney Crosby up close and personal. That's going to be a really, really fun game on Tuesday night. An electric atmosphere awaits you guys. I'm, I'm pretty jealous. Yeah, you know what? It, it, it is going to be fun. First of all, we've got home opener for Pittsburgh, home opener for Boston, home opener for the Montreal Canadiens. Those are always exciting times. And for the visiting team, there's always some type of ceremony or you know whatever it is, whatever they do to start the season. So there's some distractions going on. Sidney Crosby, the idol of Connor Bedard. Um, <laughs> I would assume that you know Connor or. Uh, uh, Sidney Crosby will be the opening face-off for the Pittsburgh Penguins. If you're the Blackhawks, hey, throw Connor Bedard out there and, and let those two guys go head-to-head. And the, the media and the coverage is going to be tremendous with those two guys on the ice. Let it be what it, what it is because Connor Bedard is going to be a big name in this business for a lot of years. Let's start it off in the right way. Let's get excited about it. Let's meet the challenge right off the hop. That's Troy Murray. Yeah, Troy. Couldn't have said it better myself. I, I've taken too much of your time. I really appreciate you. It's always great to talk to you. I really hope we get to do this again uh, later on this season. Good luck. you got 82 of them ahead of you here. Thanks again for joining me here for a couple minutes. Now go get on that plane and have fun on the road trip, too. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. Great job. Thank you, Troy. That's Troy Murray. Blackhawks lose 5-3 to three to St. Louis. The preseason's over. And we're on to Pittsburgh. We're on to Cincinnati. If I can quote Bill Belichick there. You're listening to the Blackhawks Radio Network on 720 WGN.
We're on to the regular season. You're listening to the Blackhawks postgame show on 720 WGN. 312-981-7200. Kevin Wells in for Joe Brand tonight. You heard him on the call. John Weideman was on the TV side. Troy Murray alongside Joe tonight. Everybody did a very nice job with this one. It is a 5-3 loss to the St. Louis Blues. But again, it's just preseason. You had a lot of guys sitting out tonight. Not really time to raise the alarm bells. Blackhawks do finish the preseason 2-2-2. Two, two, and two. I want to highlight one player in particular because there was a lot of talk about him going into these uh, weeks here and going into the preseason and kind of knowing that you only had a few forward spots to fill. And I thought Mackenzie Entwistle had a really nice game tonight. Tonight's player with the most heart is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, and that is Mackenzie Entwistle. The goal he scored tonight was perhaps the most impressive goal that the Hawks put on the board. The Hawks put up three of them. Lucas Reichel snapped one home on a mistake by uh, St. Louis's goaltender, and then you know Anderson with a really nice Joey Anderson with a really nice redirect on a shot from the point. But Mackenzie Entwistle looked like a guy who wanted to make the team tonight. Driving down the left wing boards, shielding the puck with his shoulder and able to kind of take things from backhand to forehand and putting it away um, against Beddington was was really impressive. And it looks like a guy we heard Troy say it on the broadcast with Joe in that third period. Sounds like Mackenzie Entwistle is going to get a shot here in this one. So good for him. This is a guy he battled injuries. He's you know, he was a fringe roster player and really had a good, strong preseason and finished it. On a high note, Mackenzie Entwistle talked with the media a couple days ago, about a day and a half ago, and had some really good things to say about what he was looking forward to to finish the preseason and his chances of making the team. Um, you know, I think I, I uh, belong in, in the NHL, and I want to be able to uh, help the team win, help the team make the playoffs. So, um, you know, I uh, like I said, take it one day, one day at a time. Every time I step on the ice, it's tough one. Um, work my hardest and and you know if whatever happens happens and you know it's out of my control but um, I can control the way I play so did you lose sleep over those missed chances last game <laughs> I just glad everyone got a laugh out of it you know? <laughs> no I mean it was uh obviously I just I I don't know I got a couple texts too after the game Kaner texted me and said get get Jimmy to sharpen your skis <laughs> but uh no that was embarrassing I mean obviously I would love to love to bury that have that chance back um I don't know what happened. I just pulled it back and I went to pass the bow and then I just missed the puck and then and then it all went downhill. But um, yeah, I mean then Bo made a great pass me back door and um, yeah, I don't know. You're not not you don't miss that too many times. So uh, obviously yeah, that sucks. But um, at least I'm getting some chances and hopefully uh, they'll, they'll go in tomorrow. Is it, is it something you've learned over your career to be able to just laugh at that and and not like it let you let it get you down or just move on? It's t- I mean during, during the game it's definitely tough to to kind of just flip the switch and and uh, you know because you don't get too many two on zero chances like that you know yeah. so um, obviously it's tough but yeah I mean there's still lots of hockey left you know I was in the second period so there's still um, you know half half a game left so um, yeah you kind of gotta hit the reset button but I mean yeah you see it. All the time, and you know, Rad's had open that in, in last game, and he kind of missed it too. So it's like you know, it's it happens in a game. That game happens so fast, and um, you know, yeah, you want to get those chances back, and um, obviously it sucks, but it is what it is. It's hockey, and that's how it is. No, it's okay. It seems like you had a lot of support after that, with Derek King and. Tyler Johnson, I mean, what does that say about the camaraderie in this group right now? Yeah, it's great. I mean, um, obviously those guys have been around the league for, for a while. I mean, Kinger obviously played, and, um, you know, I'm sure it's happened to, to those guys once or twice. So um, I remember TJ. TJ says, like, I miss an open net 
early in the first period. So he's like, don't, don't feel bad. It's all good. Go out there and win your next shift. And uh, that's kind of what I just tried to focus on. Just try to win, win my next shift and, and uh, you know, keep, keep moving forward. And, and I thought I did play um, pretty well after that happened. So. Is it hard where you feel like your margin for error is so small and something like that can maybe get inside your head a little bit to see? Of course, yeah. I mean, um, you know, you're obviously we're fighting for spots, so when when something happens like that and it's pretty blatantly obvious, it's, it obviously sucks. But um, like I said, I mean, you know, if, if uh, that's why you get cut, then then um, you know, I, I, that it is what it is. You just gotta laugh about it, and obviously it sucks. Like I said, I'd love to have it back, but um, you know you. It's over now. You got to move on to the next next game, next day, next practice, next shift, um, and uh, hopefully it never happens again. Aside from that, are you happy in getting in scoring opportunities and getting some good ozone time and just moving the puck well? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, I tried to work on uh, a lot this summer to shoot my shot and, and uh, you know, holding on to pucks um, continuously with, uh, you know, Brian Kane. I've been working with him uh, a lot and just going over a lot of video and, and picking, um, you know, other guys in, in the league that kind of have the same similar size and, and frame as me and then, um, you know, how they protect pucks and how they uh, work down those. So just working on that sort of things. But, yeah. I mean, um, you know, it's nice getting chances. It's nice, um, you know, being around the net. And, and uh, um, you know, it's, 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 it's fun coming out of a game knowing that, you know, you could have had one or two, two uh, points or, or goal and, and you could have helped the team win. So, um, you know, obviously got to keep working. And, and uh, yeah, like I said, it would, it would suck if those chances weren't coming. So hopefully they, uh, they go in, in in the next coming games and we'll see. How funny is that? Mackenzie Entwistle gets a text from his former teammate and all-time Blackhawk Patrick Kane about blowing a tire on a 2-on-0 break against the Red Wings on Tuesday night at the United Center. It was being in attendance and seeing that one, all you could do was feel uh, the whole crowd. You just heard it. A giant groan. Everybody felt bad for Entwistle. He just went down, lost an edge. But how funny is that? Get your get your skates sharpened, kid. That's I don't know. I love hearing stories like that. A lot to break through a breakdown there with Entwistle. Sounded like a guy who was confident, played a good game tonight. Obviously, you, you you can't bury every goal. You heard Luke Richardson after the game say, "Hey, wins are really hard in this league. It's really hard to win in this league. You got to learn to laugh at yourself and kind of enjoy, you know, making a joke out of yourself." And it sounds like it was a good, you know, it almost. It was one of those things that you like to see happen. I think the guys got a good laugh out of it, out of the locker room, and obviously for Entwistle, you hope to bury it. But, you know, he buried one tonight and got back on uh, the horse. Another guy who had a great game, we talked about him with Troy a few times, was Cole Gutman. Uh, he talked to the media a couple days ago and had a few nice things to say. I know you said that you, you know, you're feeling good after everything you went through last year, but does getting off to a good start, does that just kind of must have the good snowball effect for you for moving into a positive direction and, and what you're doing on the ice and, and off it too. Yeah, yeah, I think a big, a good start is uh, definitely important. I think it creates momentum for the season and just uh, kind of getting rid of those summer habits with summer hockey is kind of the biggest thing with training camp and getting back into the uh, the game like scenarios and and working on the little things is important for me. Even over the past couple of years, there's been so much competition for roster spots, and I know Rockford's been a, a huge tool for the organization. I mean, how, how much did your extended time in Rockford last year help you? Yeah, I think I developed a lot there. I think in college, um, being there until I was a little bit older helped me develop um, small parts of my game, and then once I came to Rockford, kind of getting adjusted to the pro schedule was, was really good for me, and I think it, uh, it helped me get prepared for when I was ready to come up and play some NHL games. So I think that time in Rockford was was definitely beneficial, but um, I think I'm ready to go from there. 
Did you kind of know that that would be the case, or, or did guys like Reese Johnson, Mackenzie Entwistle, you know, even Lucas Reichel, like show you, it kind of reinforced the idea of yeah, like this is necessary for moving on up. Yeah, honestly, I wasn't really sure. I've I've seen different organizations do different things, and I signed as a free agent here, so I wasn't sure um, how it was done in the past. But I think it's a it's a good tool, and I think watching, especially from those guys and all the success uh, the Hawks have had, um, kind of gave me some motivation i guess to to work hard down there and that's cole gutman with our own joe brand who was on the call tonight for this 5-3 loss yeah cole gutman battled some tough injuries last year but when he came up he did make a lot the most of his opportunity scored a couple of goals the bursts of speed he was an exciting player on the ice and he really had a strong preseason sounds like a guy who's going to make the roster we'll see not my decision sounds like it looked like it he looked like you know a guy who could center a third or fourth line we're going to get to all the highlights coming up. Again, Lucas Reichel scored. You got a goal from Joey Anderson and Mackenzie Entwistle were the three lone Hawks tally. St. Louis, though, they put up five and they outshot the Blackhawks 23-16 to in this one. They went 2-4 of on the power play as well. The Hawks went 0-2 for on the power play. Again, we're going to get to all of these highlights coming up next. You're listening to the Blackhawks postgame show on 720 WGN. Blackhawks postgame show on 720 WGN. It's Kevin Wells in for Joe Brand. You heard him on the call today. The Blackhawks lose this one 5-3 to three to the St. Louis Blues. And it's on to the regular season. Pittsburgh awaits them on the road. It'll be a road game. Hawks will open up uh, five straight road games for the Blackhawks as they open up a couple of home openers in there for uh, their opposition. So should be a couple of fun atmospheres to start the season for Connor Bedard. We'll get to the next game preview coming up. Let's talk about this one a little bit more. There's eight goals scored in this one, goals scored in every period. And it wasn't a great start for the Hawks. A few minutes in, you already had a penalty. Reese Johnson took a tripping penalty, and it led right away to a power play goal from Nikita Alexandrov. Vlasic, a big guy. You'd like to see him utilize his size. Here come the Blues with some speed. Mackenzie McHeckburn gets it in past Peter Mrazek. It's actually Matthias Laferriere on a bit of a breakaway. And the Blues capitalize on their first power play. St. Louis with a one nothing lead. And they did not look back. The Blackhawks never led in this game. Before you could blink, it was 2 to nothing. Robert Thomas on the turnover from Kevin Korczynski, who Korczynski was trying to clear his defensive zone. Again, he was playing on the right side tonight. We've seen him on both sides of a defensive pairing, but he tried to clear the blue line. It was kept in, and Robert Thomas put it away. Taking it for the Hawks. Couldn't get a clean pass off. It's Kuchnevich to Jordan Kairou. Going around the net. Looks for a centering pass. And gets it past Peter Morazic in the five-hole. Robert Thomas wide open at the bottom of the far circle. All of a sudden, it's 2-0 St. Louis early in this first. Yeah, it would have been a tough save for Peter Morazic there. The goals that Morazic was beat on, and we'll touch on it after the highlights, the goals that he was beat on tonight, really tough saves. So, it was tough. You didn't have your top two defensemen out there tonight. You didn't have, you know, Connor Murphy. You didn't have Seth Jones, and it really did make a difference. Wyatt Kaiser, so it's 2 nothing Blues. Wyatt Kaiser then took a hooking penalty. They're still in the first period behind the net. The penalty kill did come through, and then scoreless streak ended for number 27. A few minutes later, he cut the lead in half. The final preseason game for both these teams as Colton Dock has the puck far side blues zone. Couldn't get a clean shot off. Loose puck picked up by Lucas Reichel who rips it past Jordan Bennington. And the Hawks get one back. Lucas Reichel's first point of the preseason and it looked good. Yeah, it did look good, Joe. It was a great goal from Reichel who really needed it. Again, no Connor Bedard tonight. No Taylor Hall tonight. So you really had the opportunity on that top line to put some goals away. 
Not a lot of shots on goal. Probably not as many as we would have liked to have seen from Lucas Reichel, but he took advantage of a big-time mistake by the St. Louis netminder. Bennington kind of tapped it right back out. He gave up a big rebound, kind of swept it right to the stick of Reichel, who was in the slot, and he put it away. Now it's 2-1 to one. Chicago. Tyler Tuckle, Tucker excuse me, had a beautiful stretch pass in the neutral zone. It resulted in a 2-on-1 for Mackenzie McEckern, who made it 3-1. to one. They ring it along the far boards. Bennington out to play it from the back wall. He escapes it out to Zachary Bolduc. A long pass over to Matthias Laferriere. And now a one-timer on a two-on-one. Another goal for the St. Louis Blues. This one coming from Mackenzie McEckern. A two-on-one works out for St. Louis, and they take a 3-1 lead. Yeah, Tyler Tucker had two penalties in this game for the Blues, so not his best game, but that was a beautiful pass. He was down near the left circle in his own defensive zone and put it all the way up to the center uh, neutral zone center line there and McCacron pick it up picked it up and the rest was history on that one three to one no chance for Morazic two minutes later it was Robert Thomas again he wristed home a nice rebound front of the blue line Robert Thomas to the high slot for Tory Krug touch pass by Jordan and the Jordan Cairo in the near circle throws one on net didn't get it all the way through and another save by Morazic rebound Robert Thomas swats it past it's 4-1 St. Louis in the second period. Another power play goal. Yeah, so two power play goals for the Blues in this one. Again, the Hawks had four penalties in the game, not the cleanest. But, again, it was 4-1, to one, and you really thought, okay, 4-1, to a couple minutes left here in the preseason. Might not see a lot of offense from this team for the rest of the game, but that wasn't the case. Here come the Hawks, two forwards on the cusp of making this roster Joey Anderson found himself in the front of the net, had an awesome redirect on a shot from the point. Kuchuk collecting it in behind the goal line, up along the near boards to Kevin Korchinski. Back over to Kuchuk. Kuchuk from the high slot, and he throws one on net. Somehow got redirected in. It might have been Joey Anderson in front of the net. Yeah, I think Joey Anderson gets a piece of this, just the way that he was celebrating. And he's going to lead the uh, parade towards the Blackhawks bench, so that is going to be Joey Anderson. Yeah, good for Joey Anderson there. I mean... Channeling my inner Eddie Olchek here, put the puck in the front of the net, good things happen, and it was a team not putting a lot of pucks on net in that first period. Neither team was. The problem was St. Louis, their opportunities were hitting the twine in the back of the net. The Hawks were not, and up until that point, you didn't see a whole lot of shots on goal, but that one was nice. That was a great redirect by Joey Anderson. It's four to three, McKen- or it's four to two. Excuse me, Mackenzie Entwistle. Just a few minutes later, with the nicest goal of the game. To be traded, then that opportunity to make a decision where you go is denied. Mackenzie Entwistle cruising on in and picking up another goal. Box get within one, and that's got to feel great for Mackenzie Entwistle. Missed a couple of chances in his last game. And he makes this one all on his own here tonight. Yeah, he kind of picked the puck up near the blue line, near the offensive zone blue line on that one, and just did a really nice job of protecting the puck with his inside shoulder, made sure his his shoulder was down and his defenseman kept the puck out to his left, kept it on the backhand, and then drove all the way in on Bennington, pulled it forehand, put it in the back of the net. That was a really, really nice goal. And like you just heard from Joe, that had to feel really good for a guy who had a lot of scoring chances in this preseason, didn't put a lot of them away. Uh, so that one goes away. It's 4-3. to three. On to the third period. It's, again, Hawks down one. There just wasn't a lot of offense in this third period for the Hawks. Jake Neighbors put one away, and that was all she wrote. There's Jakob Vrana to chase after it in the near corner. Picks it up to Callie Rosen. Back over to Vrana. Plays it off the back wall. 
The touch pass over to Hayes. Up at the top slot, Tory Krug throws one on net. And once again, the rebound goes in. The St. Louis Blues just absolutely everywhere. And that one's Jake Neighbors on the rebound. It's back to a two-goal lead. Now 5-3 St. Louis. Yeah, the Hawks just could not seem to catch up in this one. Every time they had a shot to get within one, St. Louis was right there to tack one on. And it, that's pretty much all she wrote. It was over from the start, really. The Hawks showed a lot of fight in this one, though. They just never led. And unfortunately, they finished the preseason 2-2-2 two, two, and two, with a loss 5-3 to three to St. Louis tonight. I want to talk a little bit about the goaltending because Peter Mrazek, uh, his final tune-up before Tuesday's opener, you know, he started five games, uh, or not five games, I believe he started three or four games here in this preseason tonight. Gives up five goals, 23 saves, yet 18 saves. His save percentage isn't going to reflect a good number. Uh, only 78% of those shots. But like I said, a lot of those goals, you know, you're trying out new defensemen. You're trying to find new guys to fill those spots. You, you, you're playing with a lot of young defensemen. You heard it on the broadcast all, all night. Troy was saying this left and right. I mean, you got young guys making mistakes. Kevin Korchinski made a mistake that led to a goal, the uh, the first goal of the season, or the first goal of this game. You had a couple other guys blow tires and turn the puck over in your own zone. That's going to happen when you have a young defensive core. There's always going to be three, two, three young guys in this core. That's just where this team is at in this rebuild. Obviously, you got guys in the ranks that are going to come up and make plays, but tonight, you know, without two of your assistant captains, two of your best players did not play tonight. They're, you know, getting veteran rest. You didn't see Seth Jones out there. Obviously, he's your best defenseman, and no Connor Murphy tonight. Those guys, the size makes a big difference, and just the veteran leadership makes a big difference out there. So, not really pinning this one on Peter Morazic tonight. It's kind of hard to do that when you're, you know, when you don't have a ton of help in front, but. It wasn't the best night. He did give up a couple goals that maybe should have stopped. Nikita Zaitsev struggled. He was a minus two tonight. So that could open up another window maybe for a guy to make this roster. Maybe Isaac Phillips, another young guy. He had two shots on goal tonight. Didn't register a point, but looked pretty good. Had a couple really nice plays. The one play that I saw from the big man tonight, uh, he made a really nice play off the off the boards to himself. Was kind of going through the neutral zone and tapped the puck off the right wing or the left side boards, kind of went right around his defender and made a made, really made something out of nothing. It was a great scoring chance for uh, you know the young defenseman Isaac Phillips, who had a pretty solid game tonight. What I mean when I talk about Morazic is it it appears that you know he's obviously on your roster and he's probably your goaltender number one this year. We also talked a little bit about we we had Joe Brand talk to Soderblom. The Blackhawks' backup netminder sounds like a guy who's you know ready for a full NHL season. Obviously, last year kind of up and down, didn't play the whole year here. So let's hear from Soderblom, and it's a it's about a four minute interview about how excited he is for the season and to be the permanent backup here. He's been having a good camp, and he ho- hopes to make the team. But they got a lot of forwards, and it's a tough lineup to crack. So yeah, we'll, we'll ho- hope he make it, and if he doesn't, he, he's gonna make his best to get up there and hopefully play a lot of games up top. Has he always been that big? Like, he's two years younger than me, but growing up, everybody thought we were twins, so he's always been kind of a big boy. Uh, So, yeah, but I'm used to it, so I I don't see it that way, but it's like a lot of people like to talk about it, and it's he is uh, special in that way, like being that big and still have that, like... 
technique and hands that he has. So he's he's a special player. I think he's he's fun to to watch as well. So yeah. Were you guys like a physical pair of brothers? Did you get in a lot of like wrestling or fights yeah, or anything? Yeah, yeah, we were like we were fighting all the time, and we actually we like we practiced wrestling. Like uh, we went to a wrestling club for like two or three years wrestling each other. I don't know. Parents maybe had enough of it at home, so they just sent <laughs> us away. I don't know, but no, we've been we've been. Uh, We've been like tight ever, ever since we were young, so it's, it's it's been fun to we played we played each other each other three times last year, so it's been been fun to play against them. Hopefully, we can play against them this year as well. Uh, so yeah. Tell me more about that wrestling club. I'm sure it was fun at first, but then like, did it end up really helping you at all or anything? I think so. Like, it's good for your like like physical like body control or whatever. Like in that young age, just play as many sports as possible like we we had something every day sometimes it was like double triple stuff so we've been been active like ever since we were young so i think that's helped like both of us physically like strong bodies you know being able to play a lot of sports growing up well growing up were you always a goalie did you always want to be a goalie because it seems like it works out for both of you then like he can shoot at you you can practice stopping it no like at first i was a player like everybody else then i tried goalie and i liked it i liked the gear i liked like everything like the masks and stuff and then we had a lot of good swedish goalies to look up to like Lundqvist and those guys so i think it just came naturally and then when we were playing at home elmer would shoot at me and like i would be the goalie and all the kids on the street would come down and we would play like street hockey after after school and everything like that so it's been been real fun having a like brother that close in age we could compete with each other growing up and all that so it's been been real fun do you notice that everyone, and I know you've you've been asked this a lot, but the pronunciation of your last yeah. name, yeah. everyone over there calls him Soderblom. Yeah. Everyone over here is Sutterbloom. Yeah. I mean, do you want to clear the air? Do you want to <laughs> say? Me, me and my brother talked about that this summer. Like, both both are wrong, but like, as long as everybody here like keeps it the same, it's good, I guess. But like, for me personally, I like I don't really care because it's all wrong anyways like <laughs> the in, in Swedish like it's the two dots over the, the O so it's different pronunciation that like the English speakers like can't do so it's like uh, for, for me it doesn't really matter as long as like everybody here and stays the same I don't know. so but Chicago is more right than Detroit I don't know it's like <laughs> It's. I try to say it as you do in English, and and I don't know. It's how hard to. But okay, so I I've been saying Sutterbloom. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, that's, that's All right. Totally fine. Uh, so it's it's pretty good actually. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I was going off of what you said last yeah. year. So. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> A lot of character in this locker room. You can already feel it from some of the veterans and the young guys like Arvid Soderblom or Soderblom. A lot of flexibility to how to pronounce his name. Uh, but the great interview there from Joe. Soderblom is going to have a lot of games this year. He's going to be given a meaningful role as the backup netminder. And, you know, if anything should go south, I mean, he's the next guy called up. 
you know, and he had a very successful preseason for what it's worth. Played a couple of games there, started a couple of games. So good for Arvid Soderblom. He had a great, uh, again, great preseason. Looking forward to the regular season. Always love to hear from some of the guys that we don't always hear from. Blackhawks lose 5-3 to three to the St. Louis Blues tonight in the final game of the preseason. Again, Connor Bedard did not play tonight. Neither did Taylor Hall. Uh, Seth Jones did not play. Connor Murphy did not play. So a lot of your surefire guys who have will make this roster and have made this roster sat out the game, which is you know was expected. So not a lot of offense tonight, but we did see a couple of goals there. Lucas Reichel did finally get his first goal of the preseason. Again, that was his only point in six games. So and he had a great opportunity to do that when he was on the top line. So again, Hawks finished the preseason two two and two. We're going to have the next game highlight coming up. We'll have some out-of-town scores as well. And again, if you'd like to join us, would love to talk to you guys. I don't get to do post-game a whole lot. This is really exciting for me. I would love to talk to any fans that are willing to talk about a little hockey. And if you're excited for this season coming up, because it's a it's the start of a new era. And it's you guys, everybody should be excited about where this team is headed. They're headed in the right direction. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. Again, that's 312-981-7200. You're listening to the Blackhawks Post Game Show on the Blackhawks Radio. Network. Welcome back to the Blackhawks post-game show here on 720 WGN. We're really looking forward to the start of the regular season here. Again, it's going to be an exciting start for the Hawks. They start with the Penguins and the Bruins and the Canadians, all home openers for those three powerhouse teams that have really raucous crowds when they have good teams. So it should be three very electric atmospheres to start the year. But tonight, a 5-3 loss. No Connor Bedard tonight, no Taylor Hall tonight, not a lot of starters played, but a really good opportunity for a lot of these young guys to show Luke Richardson, hey, I want to make this team. And, you know, I think we saw a couple guys really step up tonight uh, and show, hey, they might be those final couple of roster, you know, those fringe roster spots. Those those might be a couple guys that you're looking at, guys like Mackenzie Entwistle, maybe Joey Anderson. Who knows? We'll find out. Those guys are, uh, we did hear Luke Richardson say earlier today that, he will inform everybody either tonight or tomorrow. So, uh, it, good luck to everybody to make to, you know to make that uh, last couple spots. So, you know, you hope it's going to be some tough conversations. But the good thing is, this organization has done a really good job of building depth in the minor leagues. And you know, the Rockford IceHogs had a really nice playoff run last year, and a lot of talented prospects, guys that are going to be in and up this year. That's really what this year it's going to be. It's going to be a developmental year for a lot of these young guys. So, there's a lot of action around the National Hockey League tonight. A lot of teams finishing up. Their preseason action also gearing up for the regular season. We saw the Coyotes with a 7-1 win over the Anaheim Ducks. Hope you had the over in that one. Maybe you made yourself some money tonight on FanDuel. Wild uh, shut out the Stars tonight, 4-0. The Tampa Bay Lightning had a 4-2 win over the Panthers, the Florida Panthers. Columbus Blue Jackets with a 4-2 win over the Capitals. And the Canadians with a 6-4 win over the Ottawa Senators. Maple Leafs lose to the Red Wings 4-3. And again, Blackhawks uh, lose 5-3 to the Blues. Set out to Vegas. They were taking on the Kings, or, or they were in uh, Los Angeles, excuse me, the Kings and Vegas. Kevin Fiala lit the lamp in this one. Who dumps it down low, and Dubois cycles up high, charges to the left circle, to the goal line, high slot, Fiala buries it! Dubois to Fiala, we hope we hear that a lot during the season. Yeah, and again, Golden Knights put up seven goals in that one, 7-4 to four the final over the Kings. Columbus also, we heard... 
you know, we heard them. We heard that final score. It was a four to two win for the Blue Jackets, and the guy who was drafted right behind Connor Bedard at number two, a guy who really looks like he's going to have a very bright future in the National Hockey League. Adam Fantilli scored a goal tonight, and now Fantilli begins to rush out of his own zone. Adam cuts to the right wing boards, gives to Kirill Marchenko, back to Fantilli with a shot, and he scores. Adam Fantilli breaks the tie, and the Blue Jackets have a 3-2 to two lead. And that comes from WBNS 97-1, the fan Bob McGilligat on the call, and I should give credit as well to uh, Nick Nixon of Bally Sports West who had that uh, Vegas goal, the Kevin Fiala goal in there, and that uh, 7-4 to win. The next game preview, uh, it's the Pittsburgh. Drew Connor scored. Drew O'Connor scored tonight. And again, that's who the Blackhawks are going to face on Tuesday. Banged out by Russ. Winding up will be Drew O'Connor. O'Connor open the scoring tonight. A little bit of room to skate here. O'Connor to the net. Oh, he scores! D.O.C. again! Drew O'Connor! Beautiful shake and bake to beat Devin Levi, and the Pens are back on top. And that is going to be a really exciting game on Tuesday night between Connor Bedard and Sidney Crosby. The next game preview is sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. Preseason's over. Let's talk a little bit about this matchup coming up on Tuesday and how just the NHL did a really good job of putting two of the most electric players on the ice to kick things off. It's going to be a really fun game. Connor Bedard and Sidney Crosby, the 36-year-old Sidney Crosby, who also entered the league as a number one overall draft pick to the Pittsburgh Penguins when he was 18 years old. There's a lot of parallels between these two, two of the highest-touted NHL prospects we've seen in decades. Uh, Obviously, Sidney Crosby was there in 05, and now Connor Bedard here in 2023. This is going to be an electric atmosphere. It's going to be a really fun game. Those two are going to be taking the first face-off of the game to kick off the regular season. You're going to again, you can hear all that action right here on 720 WGN. It it's hard to put into words the amount of pressure that we're putting on Connor Bedard to be so great, but he's handled it oh so well through his first couple of months here in the Blackhawks organization. Listen, there's going to be a lot of... The broadcast is going to talk about it the whole time on Tuesday night. Sidney Crosby did all these things. We think Connor Bedard can do the same thing. Listen, Sidney Crosby put up over 100 points in his rookie season, and he still didn't win the Calder. Uh, That would go to, again, one of the other greatest players of all time. Alexander Ovechkin outed him for the uh, Calder winner there. But, you know, Bedard is the favorite to win the Calder this year. But 100 points from a rookie is just insane. Obviously, not putting a cap on what Connor Bedard can do. That would be, it would be incredible to see him have a season like that. You know, and maybe he does. Who knows? Him and Taylor Hall looked like they had a really good rapport in these, you know, in the first couple of preseason games when they played together, especially that Detroit game on Tuesday night. You really got a glimpse and, you know, a peek back behind the curtain of what these two can really do together. Again, Taylor Hall also number one overall draft pick. So, this is it's just going to be so fun. It's going to it's a new era of Blackhawks hockey. There's so many storylines going into this season. It's going to be, you know, start to finish. It's going to be so much fun and I think the best way to go about being a fan this season just enjoy it. This isn't you're not you don't have Stanley Cup aspirations this season. You know, you get there, that would be incredible, but you don't have those aspirations this year. This is a season where you can just really 
enjoy where this team is headed. You know, you got the future, you got a cornerstone piece, you got a couple guys coming up through the minor leagues, you got more first-round draft picks coming next year. This is going to be a season where you can just enjoy the highlight reel goals that Connor Bedard and Taylor Hall are going to produce on that top line because there's going to be a lot. You saw that on Tuesday, that Red Wings game, on the power play. Just, it's a different brand of hockey that these guys are playing, and they're both just so talented. I mean, they're going to feed off each other. Whoever is playing on that line with them, whether that's Tyler Johnson this year, maybe it's Ryan Donato, we don't know who's going to get that other wing spot, but you got to, whoever that is, is going to be jumping for joy, because they're going to get a lot of scoring opportunities, and, you know, it's going to be a really fun line, you know, not to upplay anything else, not to take away from anything else. Maybe that second line is also really good. We're hoping for a great season from Lucas Reichel, but nonetheless, Tuesday night, it all kicks off, and you should, all these fans, you guys should all be excited about where this team is headed, because again, Connor Bedard is the real deal. I know he didn't put away an official goal here in the preseason in the games that he played. You know, he put away an empty netter, and it was kind of funny to see him skating around and, you know, almost, you know, I don't want to use the word pouting because I don't think he was doing that, but you almost saw him with a grim look on his face like he was almost disappointed that that was his first goal at the United Center. And listen, goals are goals. Empty net goals are goals. And you heard Luke Richardson reiterate what I just said. Goals are hard to come by in this league. He's hard on himself. This kid works really, really hard. He takes a lot of pride in what he does every single day. He's been extremely poised with the media and how he's talked about his teammates and how he even said, I just hope to make the roster. That question's been answered. That's been bookended. He's arguably the most talented player on this roster. And I just personally, it's going to be a really fun season to be up close and personal and watch this guy play. Watch a guy who is already being talked about as having one of the best shots in the entire league. That's pretty special to be mentioned on these lists with guys like Sidney Crosby, guys like Ovechkin, guys who are all-time NHL players in this league, who have made names for themselves and have had you know 50 goal seasons, who have won Stanley Cups. There's a lot of storylines for Connor Bedard, but give him time. He's 18 years old. We're going to have a decade of Connor Bedard, hopefully, in a Blackhawks uniform. And it all starts on Tuesday night. It's really exciting stuff. You're going to want to tune into every game this year because you never know. He's the type of guy that's going to give you a highlight reel goal, top 10 sports center type of play, a play that's just going to be on the air for a long time. He's really got just so much going for him. And he's got a great infrastructure around him, too. And I think that that's, I think that that's probably the most important part about this whole thing is it doesn't have to be just him. Going out and getting Taylor Hall is only going to help Taylor Hall's career. It's only going to help Connor Bedard's career as well. You're listening to the Blackhawks postgame show here on 720 WGN. I'm Kevin Wells in for Joe Brand tonight. Again, you heard Joe on the call alongside the great Troy Murray, who was nice enough to join us quite a bit in this postgame show. John Weideman is good. He was on the TV side with Kaylee Chelios tonight, filling in for Chris Vosters. So uh, things will be back to normal on Tuesday. Joe will be here for pre and post. He'll be in between the periods. John and Troy will be on the call from Pittsburgh. So in what should be just an absolutely raucous crowd and a great way to kick off the NHL season. So again, uh, 5-3 the final tonight. The Chicago Blackhawks finished the preseason 2-2-2. The St. Louis Blues victorious this evening. Blackhawks did get a goal from Lucas Reichel. They got a goal from Joey Anderson and Mackenzie Entwistle. 
Blackhawks Hockey has been sponsored by Sitgo. When you start with Sitgo, you're good to go. United Airlines, Anheuser-Busch, Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. And Northwestern Medicine, of course. Huge shout-out to Krista Flores and Jack Heinrich for making this uh, sound so great and make me sound as good as I could tonight. Really appreciate you guys. The preseason's over. It's on to a new era of Chicago Blackhawks hockey, and it could be historic and exciting. You're not going to want to miss a minute. Connor Bedard, Sidney Crosby, all on Tuesday night. For John, Troy, and Joe, I'm Kevin Wells. We'll talk to you Tuesday night on the Chicago Blackhawks Radio Network. Ron Brown's got the news next, followed by some local programming. Steve and Johnny in studio. Take care, guys. Have a great night.